Welcome back to the Vandy Sports Podcast. I'm Joey DeWire here from the Swamp after Vanderbilt's 38-14 to loss to Florida. It's Vanderbilt's fifth straight loss. The Commodores now moved to 2-5, and five, and what a disaster for Vanderbilt. It felt like Vanderbilt was kind of in this game. Florida was making mistakes. It was 7-7. Seven to seven. C.J. Taylor made a huge interception, and Will Shepard ran down the sideline here for an 85-yard touchdown. Felt like Vanderbilt was maybe in this game a little bit, had all the momentum, and then a turnover from Quincy Skinner. Flipped this game on its head. Florida went up 28-7 to from there and didn't look back. Florida really put it to Vanderbilt in the second half, and this team really just wore down. Couldn't stop the run. Couldn't run it itself, and that's kind of what happens. Vanderbilt doesn't seem to have what other teams have on the line of scrimmage, and it's really hampered it thus far. I think the running game on offense is probably its biggest issue. The offensive line has also been an issue. When Vanderbilt only runs for 58 yards on the road with a backup quarterback, can't expect to win, and Ken Seals was okay today. Didn't turn it over, and I think Clark Lee really liked that. I think Vanderbilt did some good things in the passing game as well. Will Shepard had an 85-yard touchdown. Junior Sherrill had 64 receiving yards and a 52-yard ball at the seam. So there's some good things to note. There's always good things to note with that passing game, and Vanderbilt still never wins. So it's certainly worth noting that there's a lot wrong with this team on offense. It has some things going for it, but those things are never going to shine through if Vanderbilt continues to turn the ball over the way it has. If Vanderbilt, I guess not today, but if Vanderbilt doesn't run it better than it did today. It's going to have a really hard time. I think Vanderbilt has kind of found out that maybe it doesn't have its answer at running back, and Cedric Alexander is a good back, probably more of a receiving back at this stage. And the drive where I kind of knew this game was over might have been Vanderbilt's first or second drive where Joey Lynch seemed to call some good plays to get guys in space. Will Shepard didn't win his one-on-one, though. Vanderbilt couldn't block on the perimeter on that possession, and Cedric Alexander dropped a screen pass with a lot of green grass ahead of him. That kind of felt like the beginning of the end for Vanderbilt, even though it was early. felt like Vanderbilt needed scores desperately from the beginning of the first quarter, and I think it's really hard to win when your back's against the wall. Throughout the entire day, on the road, and from a stadium that's full, obviously Vanderbilt's going to have a hard time, especially when it can't stop the run, especially when it can't run it itself. It doesn't seem to have a safety blanket, and I think that might be a bigger issue than we had anticipated. Justin Ball does some good things. Cedric Alexander made some plays out of the backfield last week, but Vanderbilt has had a really hard time when Ken Seals has to get to that third or fourth or fifth read, finding a guy who can make a play in space. And I think that's been difficult for this team all year. Will Shepard seems to have been out of time. Cedric Alexander has as well. But Vanderbilt really just is kind of an inconsistent offense, and I think that's putting it lightly. Felt really stagnant throughout a lot of today, though, and it felt really vanilla. I think the playbook was opened up a little bit more for Ken Seals. Seems like he had the freedom to make some throws early, which I liked. I think he did a nice job early, especially finding Will Shepard in one-on-ones, not just the 85-yard reception, but really the first reception of the game was good, too. But, I mean, Vanderbilt's offense just is so stagnant and so inconsistent, it's really hard to do anything else when you can't run it. I think the play calling on first down something that, I would love to see changed. Uh, feels like Cedric Alexander and Patrick Smith get the ball up the middle a lot, and it doesn't quite work. I think really where I figured out that Vanderbilt had no chance of running on Florida was when it had the ball at the four-yard line there, and it had to throw it to Cam Johnson in a one-on-one. Quincy Skinner in the back of the end zone and threw it a few more times throughout that drive uh, in the red zone. It couldn't run it around the goal line, even with Chase Gillespie, who's Vanderbilt's really go-to-goal guy. That's the guy that Vanderbilt should turn to in the red zone. Couldn't do that and couldn't really do anything productive inside that red zone, inside the 10-yard line. And it's really hard to do that when you can't run it and when you have to rely on guys, um, even freshman tight ends. I don't know if that was the play call I would have gone with there. I think Vanderbilt's aggressiveness was good today, but 
didn't do enough on fourth down. I think ended one for 10 on third down, which is abysmal, and you can't win like that here. I think the environment kind of got to this team, even with a veteran quarterback, even with some guys who have been here before. Still a lot of young guys on this team's taking snaps. Martel Height, who came out of the game, took a lot of snaps. Trudeau Berry, those two were the starting corners today. Brian Longwell started at linebacker. Cedric Alexander started at running back. These guys have all shown good things. Junior Sherrill was also on the field a lot. Lennon Humphreys, I don't think is fully at 100% or even really close. Seems like he's more of a decoy at this point. But he's on the field a lot. Vanderbilt doesn't have kind of that veteran presence, and Clark Lee mentioned that on Thursday. It's like you like to see these things out of the freshmen. You like to see the recruiting class rankings, but you don't like to see them play this early. At least in abundance like this, feels like every notable freshman Vanderbilt has has to play. And I think there's only a few that really aren't playing who are guys that would have made any sort of impact. Ethan Crisp kind of comes to mind as a guy who's kind of flushed out. But even that linebacker room is starting to kind of deteriorate deteriorate in terms of its depth. Ethan Barr mentioned today that he thought his performance was poor. Their tackling as a whole was poor. And I think their defense really has struggled. A positive on defense, obviously, didn't give up a pass more than 25 yards. I think that's something they can hang its hat on. But again, Florida hasn't done that well all year, so take that with a grain of salt. C.J. Taylor made a heck of a play and showed that maybe he could play on Sundays. I think he's really the bright spot of this defense. The other one, Dericky Wright, left the game today with the same injury that's been nagging him all season. So Vanderbilt really can't get a break in that secondary. Jalen Mahoney, probably a second or third best defensive player. I'd probably say third, maybe fourth. He didn't play today. Dericky Wright came out early. Martel Height came out early and didn't return. Vanderbilt has had a lot of really poor injury luck in that secondary, and that's a secondary that wasn't great anyway, so there's not a whole lot of excuse there, but it's really hard to win with freshman corners, really hard to win with freshman linebackers, really hard to win with freshmen all around the field. Vanderbilt doesn't have the development of older guys that it would have hoped. Will Shepard's a bright spot. Quincy Skinner has really come into his own over the last game or two, but Vanderbilt really hasn't been able to develop some of those older guys into guys that are fixtures, especially on defense. And I think at some point there needs to be accountability for that. And I think there is to an extent, but we'll see. Kind of makes you question everything. A loss like this, a five-game losing streak. I talked to Ken Seals, Ethan Barr, and Clark Lee about it. Really feels like those are leaders trying to just weather the storm here. It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of answers as to how to deal with this. It's obviously something that's tough on those guys. And I think it's going to continue to be tough. You go into Georgia next week. On CBS, if I told you before the season Vanderbilt and Georgia were on CBS, probably would have thought that, hey, Vanderbilt's in good shape, but it feels like Vanderbilt's in kind of condition to get embarrassed uh, against Georgia on national television, and I think that's kind of where this program's come to. Rock Bottom has a basement, and I don't think we've seen it yet. Vanderbilt was better than Rock Bottom today, but you know, it's the same story over and over again with this team. It feels like this team just doesn't execute well enough uh, in space, doesn't execute well enough in the run game. It's play calling certainly has had some issues. Uh, I think it's a lot different with Ken Seals than A.J. Swan. I think they got to still trust Ken Seals a little more than they have. Although Ken Seals has um, kind of built up some trust, it seems, and starting to take advantage of some of those moments. But, man, this team doesn't have a whole lot going for it right now. You think of the freshmen kind of as the thing going for this team. But even with that, those guys are still guys who probably shouldn't all be on the field anyway. Junior Sherrill. I think took a step forward. London Humphreys did some good things, but those aren't guys you should be relying on at this point of the rebuild. I think Clark Lee would tell you that Vanderbilt just got out-executed today, got out-physicaled, and I think a lot of people were proven right that this team doesn't have a lot on the line of scrimmage uh, as opposed to a team like Florida or even a team like Georgia, who we'll see next week. I think Vanderbilt will probably get completely exposed on the line of scrimmage there. 
and I don't have any reason to believe otherwise. We thought the continuity on the offensive line would be a lot better than it has. Uh, it feels like Luke Wyatt said this week, they just take turns screwing up. Defensively, you have some talent there. Even the young guys on the defensive line who are sophomores, Linus Zunk, Issa Wataha, Darren Agu, none of them have really made a whole lot of impact. Wataha's made a little bit of impact. Agu, since his return, hasn't done a whole lot either. And I think I mentioned last week complimentary football, and Clark Lee mentioned that in the presser today. Have to be able to play off of each other. The defensive line has to be able to play off the cornerbacks. Cornerbacks have to be able to play off the defensive line. And when they take turns screwing up and the defensive line's not getting much pressure, I think they had a sack or two today, which was a step in the right direction. But, I mean, that was mostly due to Graham Mertz holding onto the ball a little bit long. Vanderbilt has to be better in terms of its pass rush. It was a little better today. Its cornerback play wasn't awful today. I think a lot of both of those things are byproducts of Florida, though. Vanderbilt's injuries are certainly something to monitor on defense, like I mentioned. The bright spot, C.J. Taylor and not giving up a whole lot in the passing game. Also, Savion Riley had 12 tackles today. I think Vanderbilt has a lot of young, athletic guys who can kind of play in that secondary or maybe shift down to linebacker like Bryce Cowan. I'm shocked that Bryce Cowan didn't see the field more today after they moved him to a linebacker. How he doesn't get on the field with the way Nick Rinaldi was performing beyond me. Brian Longwell was okay, wasn't awesome. I think Vanderbilt has a long way to go there in terms of development. Brian Longwell maybe looks to be a piece, but you got to have guys like Bryce Cowan on the field from time to time, and it didn't seem like there was really much of that. They haven't put a whole lot of pressure on the quarterback. That hasn't helped the linebackers. The linebackers haven't made tackles in the run game, and I think that's something that was huge today. Vanderbilt couldn't wrap up and bring guys down. C.J. Taylor, I saw somebody ask on the board if he was allergic to an arm tackle. I don't think he's the guy to put the blame on here. He's been a huge bright spot for this team, but also – the everyone deserves some blame at this point and Vanderbilt's tackling issues are an entire defense-wide thing Ethan Barr admitted that it's not just him it's not just the secondary it's not just the defensive line it's everybody Vanderbilt has not done a good enough job there and even in special teams it felt like Vanderbilt didn't do enough today Matt Hayball was okay I think he had a punt that somebody got a hand on didn't quite get it uh, in his normal range but was still good I think Vanderbilt was really poor in the return game today. Shepard had a nice one, but otherwise getting it in bad field position. And I think the bigger thing with field position is Florida had some bad field position. Vanderbilt couldn't take advantage of that, though. Florida had long drives, and it kind of just marched down the field, made things look easy against the Vanderbilt defense. Not a whole lot of positive to take here today, guys. And uh, I hate to say it. I feel like I'm a negative Nancy, but finding positives at this point of the rebuild uh, with five straight losses and a team that really hasn't been in any games in those five losses except for the UNLV game and I guess a bit of the Wake Forest game, a bit of today's game. How do you find positives here? I don't know if Vanderbilt wins another game this year. It certainly has shown signs, but I don't know if this team can put a complete game together. I don't know if it has an identity. I don't know if it knows how to win. It certainly doesn't know how to win based on the looks of it. Even if Vanderbilt can get in a close game, I'm not 100% sure that it can come out of these games and say, or I guess be in a close game and say, we think we have a chance to win this game down the stretch. It hasn't made enough big plays in the UNLV game. It hasn't made enough plays in games that are close. And even if Vanderbilt gets in those close games, I don't know if it's able to come out with wins. There's so much inconsistency in its offense. There's so much inconsistency in its running game. With a backup quarterback, you have to help him out with the running game. You have to get the tight ends involved. Vanderbilt does neither of those things. It's receivers. 
don't win one-on-ones all the time. It doesn't block well on the perimeter. How do you win? I don't know. It's offensive line. It's not even mentioned there, and that's maybe the worst part of its offense. Currently, the running game is not all because guys can't make plays in space. It's Some of that, Cedric Alexander slipped on a play where he had a lot of grass ahead of him. I don't know what to say at this point, though. It's hard to go more than 10 minutes talking about this team without feeling like you're repeating. I think Vanderbilt did a nice job in the turnover battle. They didn't quite win it, and Florida scored seven points off of a turnover. But, I mean, Ken Seals has taken care of the ball better. Clark Lee said that he's not sure what they're going to do quarterback-wise next week. They're going to take it day by day. I tend to think it has to be Ken Seals, right? Ken Seals is the guy who's taking care of the ball. He's distributed to the playmakers better. Their offense is just so flat with him, though. And I don't know what you do moving forward. A.J. Swan, I guess, could ignite a little bit into that offense. Today was the first day of the season they didn't score 20 points. Obviously, there's an environment like this, but it's not an excuse, even against a defense like this. Vanderbilt's not going to win a game scoring 14 points against an SEC team. Maybe, maybe it could win with the defense performance today, especially considering seven of those points were off turnovers. But I don't really think that's possible either. I graded both a D minus, I believe, and it could have gone lower. Um, but I wanted to spare them a little bit because they didn't have a turnover. I thought the defense maybe just maybe could have squeaked out a win with that performance. Got some momentum on the C.J. Taylor interception. You're talking about another blowout, though, and I don't really think that you can give anything above a D for any category on this team except perhaps special teams. Vanderbilt hasn't done well enough in the run game. It hasn't done well enough in the pass game. Its play calling hasn't been good enough. Its offensive line hasn't been good enough. Ken Seals has been okay defensively. Kind of the same story here, and I think the players would be the first to tell you that, but at some point there has to be answers here. There has to be questions answered as to whether this is acceptable week after week, if this product's acceptable. Are these the guys capable of running your program? I don't think they're going to give up on Clark Lee. I think he deserves another year as well. It's probably an unpopular opinion at this point, but there's got to be something done on his staff. There's got to be something done in terms of philosophy, in terms of the transfer portal. Something has to change with this group. Otherwise... We're going to be in the same spot next year. I'll be, I guess, at First Bank next year, talking about the same thing probably after they play Florida. So time and time again, it's the same story. Will Vanderbilt change something? Hasn't done it much this year except for the quarterback. I think there's got to be changes at some point, whether it's that's philosophy, whether that's coordinators, something. And I don't know exactly what that is. I don't get paid to make those decisions, but I certainly get paid enough to know Vanderbilt is not currently in an acceptable position with its football program, and things have to change. I'm Joey Dwyer, here live from the swamp. I guess not live, but we're late at night. I think I'm one of the last 50 people in the stadium. It's pretty cool going back to the basketball rapid reactions, and basketball starts on November 7th. Fall baseball will also be there. Billy and I will do a post-game show next week, probably for Georgia. I think we may go to Ole Miss. We're thinking about it, but... We'll be at Tennessee as well. Thank you guys for the opportunity to do all that. Uh, it's a cool trip to make, place I had seen games as a kid. So it's cool to be here. I try not to take it for granted regardless of the result. But Vanderbilt certainly isn't giving me a whole lot of reason to have positive vibes. you got to make them yourself. And I think that's something with Vanderbilt as well. It's got to make its own vibes. And uh, even in an environment like this, you got to bring your own energy. Vanderbilt's come out flat-footed at times, not ready to play it seems. Almost went down 14 to nothing. Something's got to change here. I don't know what exactly it is, but when five losses pile up, you can't run back the same thing. That's the definition of insanity. And without Will Shepard next year, without likely C.J. Taylor, Ricky Wright, 
I don't know where you go from here. Who's your quarterback next year? Is it A.J. Swan? Ken Steele's going to be out the door. You can't really get a transfer. Jeremy St. Hilaire's not going to be ready to play. Vanderbilt got great news with Whit Edwards yesterday night. He's got a nice 2024 class. That's still the 40th ranked class in the country, according to rivals, though. Something has to change, and I don't know that this is a quick fix. Thank you guys for watching, and uh, hopefully brighter days ahead for this program. And for VandySports.com, I think we've ratcheted up our coverage a little bit, but still room to grow and uh, be more motivation to cover a good team. I'll be back on Thursday, I'm sure, talking. I think Billy and I are doing a basketball pod this week. I'm going to quit my rambling and get off here. Thank you guys for the opportunity to be here, and good night from the Swamp.